Hey guys, what's up? It's Ness and I'm back to bring you a whole new batch of episodes that I know you'll enjoy. In this episode, I will be diving into talking about self-image, depression, and working from home. And fortunately, this week I have a guest that I've known for 25 years and She's my little sister, Yolanda Perez, hello. who I like to call Alana. Say hi. Hello, hello. Hi. It's Alana. <laughs> uh, that's a running family yeah. inside joke, I guess. But there are so many elements that I really want to cover. And I know that motherhood, mental health, and being a mompreneur are things that are important to you and just going back to when we were kids I always remember you being someone who was just so unfiltered and confident and I can still picture you in your hoops and your headband <laughs> with your glasses and I your, actually had a matching purse too and your little white mini skirt total fashionista and just always in your bling and bright pinks. Like, it's so funny. I that was that. totally you. And that's just what I remember. I think as young as third grade. Third grade is when it started, the hoop earrings. Okay. I and you that. embraced it. I think you were probably the only third grader wearing hoops to school. My hoops matched my outfits. So you just had yeah. to wear them. I love them. And when did you ditch the hoops? I think I ditched the hoops sixth grade. Sixth I, grade? Yeah. I started, I, I wear... I wore them until like sixth grade, and then mid-year, they were done. Why? Someone else was wearing them, so you were over it, or what? I think that's when I first started getting um, inf- like peer pressure, influence. Not in a bad way, but then I just started becoming aware of like what other people were wearing. Oh, so you weren't self-conscious of what the other what was going on with other people. You just got ready in the morning because you wore what? Whatever I wanted. And then I remember people started wearing skinny jeans and I was still wearing skirts. Skirts and bell bottoms. Like my my bottom of my pants would get soaked when I wore them because it was raining, you know? Like I know a lot of us were, but that's sixth grade and I remember people started wearing skinny jeans. And so I was like, Oh, my style's a little different. Where do you go to in sixth grade? Mitchell. Okay. We both went to Mitchell in sixth grade. Yeah. Okay. Well, I say that because recently you told me that as a kid you had a huge shift in confidence based off of what adults said without thinking. Oh, for sure. I think I I kind of felt it like it was normalized for a long time. And then at one point, I think, again, by this point I was getting towards like fifth and sixth grade. That's when I started understanding like, oh, wait, this is hitting, like, my heart, actually, versus just not caring. I think for a long time I cared about a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I didn't care about a lot, excuse me, and then all of a sudden it was like, wait, this actually goes deeper than words. So as a kid, you're supposed to be carefree anyway. Yeah, and I was super carefree. I literally didn't care about much. But it was a little bit before your teen years, because what, in sixth grade? Were yeah, like that's when you start, 11 like... 11 or something? Yeah, developing and like preteen. Okay, you're a little pre. Yeah, that's the right thing, preteen. So, even before being a teenager, as a preteen, that's when you started to become self conscious of what you were wearing, how it fit you, what it looked like. Yeah, for sure. Not even teenager, early preteens. Um, that's when I got self conscious. I was a kid. Like now, I look back, I'm like, that's a kid, you know. But I remember being a kid and not being self conscious at all. Like. A, you know, I was fine. It wasn't until those freaking years where it really, like, hit home, and I was like, wait. So your last year of elementary school? Yeah, actually. Okay. Because I was still in elementary school, sixth grade. And it was more, the shift had more so to do with adults than your peers? A thousand percent. So what was the first shift? Was it your outfits, what you ate, it was, how you it was thought com- about yourself? It was the comparison. It was a comparison of me not looking like you and Priscilla. Okay. It's a comparison of me not looking like my cousins around me. It was, but it was the fact that 
adults were bringing that up. It wasn't like my cousins. My family would call me Chubbs, but it didn't, like, affect me. Okay. So you embraced it. You owned your nickname until, yeah. like, sixth grade? And then that's when I was like, everyone needs to stop calling me Chubbs. And it was kind of abrupt, though. Yes. I remember from literally one point to another, I told everyone, like, they had to stop calling me Chubbs. I was just over it. And it wasn't because of any name. No one in the family was mean to me about it. It was literally outsiders. The first shift was comparison? Yeah, definitely comparison was the first shift. I mean, I grew up being called Chubbs. That was, like, my identity without even knowing, you know? didn't bother me. I didn't know what Chubbs was compared to. Yeah. It was just another name. So how did you take that into your own hands besides telling people to stop saying that to you? Did you start um, wearing different things? You stopped eating your Cheetos? Like it, it wasn't even that I stopped wearing anything different. It was, like, except, like, skinny jeans. I feel like I was just vocal about... I started becoming vocal about not liking chubs, but it was more, like, out of anger. Yeah, I remember you being an angry child at that point. Yeah, I think that was, like, my first, like, spurt of anger, like, real anger. Um, but, um, that's when I immediately started dieting. I, I like, In sixth grade? Yeah. And what did a sixth grade diet look like to you? I remember very clearly, like, it sounds so funny, but if my mom would take us to, like, McDonald's. <laughs> like and all of us would be ordering like this is a car packed down to people I would be ordering like cheeseburgers and chicken sandwiches and stuff and I'd get a fruit parfait what did you get a chicken wrap a lot do you think they used to have this like they, burrito with the chicken tender inside and lettuce and cheese I feel like that's coming back to me I actually. feel like you used to get that I just had like a flashback of being in the drive-thru and you ordering like a chicken like when it came to orders everybody's was fast but yeah. yours was always a specific order yes you know what that's so funny because the chicken did come back to me right now when you said <laughs> that but I would definitely that's wild I would order like a fruit parfait or something of chicken I'd get a chicken sandwich versus like a cheeseburger and I remember just like Tell them, like, oh, that's just the shift I have to make. Um, and that's just from picking up on adults. Did it affect you the way mom always, like, was mindful of how she ate? Well, so would you try to mimic what she ate? Exactly what it was was that I would hear her and a friend talk about, like, oh, we eat chicken or we eat salads, you know? And so I'd be like, okay, so I'm going to eat chicken instead of, instead of meat or... Um, Oh, she always eats yogurt. I'm going to eat a yogurt parfait instead of fries. And I remember, I remember clear as day, people being over at our house for an event. People were in the pool. They were passing around drumsticks, the ice cream drumsticks. And they were barbecuing in the backyard. I remember clear as day, walking out the front door and going for a run around the whole block while everyone else was like partying. Just because I was like, okay, well, I have to lose weight now. Because it was summer? Um, just because I, at this point, I was sixth grade and I was going into middle school. Oh, okay. And I was just so self-conscious at that point. And was this all internal conversation or did you ever have like a conversation with mom or no, anybody about it? it was all internal. Looking back, I like kind of think like, how did no one think that was like so unhealthy? I think because mom is someone who's just focuses on her diet all the time and loves running maybe she just yeah, thought like, like oh yeah she likes running now yeah i hated running all of a sudden <laughs> i hated it <laughs> i didn't know anything about nutrition the sixth grade point was like the worst feeling of it just knowing that like adults thought me as a child was like not enough you know i just to me was, so there's like was there like a certain remark or comment that an adult made that like oh forever forever and um I remember just... You I, even had to say any names or anything, but if there's like a... Yeah, a thousand percent. I remember remark. being at the house. People were... Two people were at our house. Our house. I don't even know where my parents were. And they said... They were there. And someone said... Um, one of the guys said, Why don't you look like your sisters? Wow. And I remember just kind of like standing there and like choked up. I literally choked up and I walked away crying to my room and I know um the woman that was there she felt horrible she didn't say it she heard it and she I could tell she felt horrible and she came she came to the room and she like apologized on their behalf like I 
they don't know what they're talking about. But yeah, it was a horrible feeling, and it's it stuck with me ever till today. I could hear it in my head, like repeat. Wow. Is that why you were so mean to me? I don't remember being mean to you. You would always. You would always, and it sounds so like, oh my god. But you would always be like, shut up, skinny bone Jones. When you would get mad at me, you would always like throw my weight at me. I'm like, what does that have to do with what's going on here? <laughs> you know, subconsciously, yeah. Because as you said that, it just took me back to something right now. I remember going shopping with you and mom. Priscilla wasn't there. It's you, me, and mom. And we went to Just for Kids in Anaheim. And I remember mom saying, like, try on these clothes. And you were upset because nothing fit you. Everything was too big. And I was crying because nothing fit me. I was too big for the clothes. And like, this <laughs> is, is that a- why we, no, I, I don't mean to laugh, but is that why we started going to Justice instead of Just Us? And this was just for kids in Anaheim. Yeah. And then we had to make a shift to the Justice, the fashion store. Probably. And limited too because we were having sizing problems. Yeah. And I remember limited, I remember knowing like I didn't fit into limited too. Uh-huh. I remember like, oh, that's Vanessa's store. And I had to shop at Justice. And, and that stuff hurt, you know? And even up until middle school, I remember my friends shopping at um, Abercrombie. And I never shopped at Abercrombie. You, Lynette, and Cheyenne would get Abercrombie. Hollister. Hollister. And I wouldn't because their clothes never fit me. Like, I couldn't wear any pants. I remember you being so confident. Like, oh, girl, I was rocking jeans. my blue skinny jeans. The bright blue. The bright yellow. With your little poof up yeah. and your little barrette in the middle to hold it down. I love the barrette. Your eyeliner, your little hat. Like, I re- remember exactly how you dressed. Like, were you still struggling at that point? Were you... Not with my style. I, I <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not. I'm talking I, about I loved your the, self-image. I loved what I wore. It was fun, you know, but my self-image was, was trash. I, I remember feeling like... You guys know it's such a mean thing, but there's this um, <laughs> there's this acronym, and it's like it's duh, it's like the the dumb ugly fat friend, and I remember just being like, oh that's me, I remember feeling like that, and I wasn't stupid, I was smart, I got good grades, um, and I don't remember ever thinking like, oh you're ugly, but I remember just being like, I felt like I was always. You know, in movies, there's always the best friend and the best friend's friend. I felt like I was always the the, the main star's friend. Not that my life was a main movie, but there's there's always just, like, that extra friend. And that's who I felt like. I would I would never be enough to be the lead. I was um, the lead sidekick, you know? The supporting role. Supporting role, exactly. Not even the sidekick. Um, but yeah, and I remember even like, um, clearly I remember my best friend at the time got black Converse and I was so happy. Like, I was like, oh, they're so nice. I went home and asked my mom, I was like, can I get black Converse? And she's like, yeah, we can go get you black Converse. She took me to get a black Converse and I was so excited. She's like, well, which ones do you want? There's different styles. And I was trying to remember the best as I could, which ones my friend had. I was like, which one does she have? Which one does she have? Does she have these ones or these ones? And, and so... I got them and went to school the next day, and she had her converse on, and they, I got the wrong ones. She was wearing the low tops, and, and I got high. the high tops. And I remember just being like, like, you know, like I ruined it. I couldn't even get that right type yeah, of like, feeling. Like I ruined the one thing I was supposed to do. Oh, wow. Yeah, so definitely had no, like, much confidence in middle school. I was confident, like, in myself. But internally, I was, like, battling, I think. I don't... So, what do you feel like you got... Because I know you mentioned you've always, like, tried different diets. When did that happen in high school? No, middle school... Um, before middle school in sixth grade is when I started, like, experimenting, experimenting with dieting. Um, I think, like, in seventh, eighth grade, too. I didn't know what I was doing, you know? But in high school is when it got really more, like... I mean, I've tried It Works... They're like this, the wraps that you wrap around your stomach. Mom bought that for you? No. Um, so this is like the, like closer as I'm like working with my own money, 16 and oh, stuff okay. like that. Um, but I had... This is like sophomore, junior year. I was... Um, and then like towards the end of high school too, I bought myself like Herbalife shakes. 
I bought skinny, those skinny wraps, the It Works skinny wraps. Um, I was doing, and that's at the end of high school, I was doing, um, after high school, I was doing Whole30. I've, I would only eat yogurt at some point. There was like, I was like on the all yogurt diet at one point. It wasn't even clean. It was like yo plate. <laughs> I don't even know what that even means. And so, just, yeah, I mean, even if I wasn't on like a strict diet plan, I was dieting a lot or just limiting what I could eat. Um, it sucked, but I was, I feel like in a group And how of, were you learning about all this stuff? Like Whole30, yogurt dieting, it wraps. Like I just you, was watching people. Is, is this time at this time was social media already like relevant it was around but it wasn't relevant this is like watching people in my life mm-hmm. like adults like i remember hearing mom and her friends talking about whatever diet they were on or you know um like oh i'll get a salad for lunch today mom like from like food for less or target they have those little pre-made salads i'd like eat that instead or so did you ever have any conversations with an with adult? an adult about not until healthy dieting or anything? Not until after not until I was like a sophomore. Um so going into high school, freshman year going into high school, I, sixth grade, going into seventh grade, and then eighth grade going into freshman year were my two biggest diets as a kid, like as a teenager. I remember just like wanting to lose a bunch of weight before starting school starting a new school yes and so i remember i lost a lot of weight my freshman year of high school um going into high school and it it was very clear to me even though it wasn't because we got our cheer fittings and i remember being like nervous to change in front of everyone else to get the fittings like i was embarrassed of how i looked but then we had to come back around for our fittings to make sure the final fitting was right and um i remember my skirt would just fall off my skirt would like and the lady who was doing our sewing she was like is this like the right size and then she realized like i had just lost a lot of weight mm-hmm. um but i had to actually stick with what was done like it couldn't be changed much so i would for cheer practices i would tie a shoelace around my skirt and have to fold it over to keep it up because that's how big it was i had, to, I had lost that much weight and nobody said anything or you would like go into the because i remember for cheer we would all just hurry up, rush into the restroom, change. not even go in the stall, just change right there in front of everybody, and yeah. then just walk out. So would you just tie your shoelace in front just of everybody? Just tie my shoelace in front of everybody and Nobody call it a day. said anything? No. Wow. And I remember just being like, I remember packing my cheer bag and making sure I had my shoelace. And I think there was one point where I had to take a shoelace off of someone's PE shoes. Because your skirt didn't fit you. Yeah. And so, and I remember losing weight, but also not realizing how much. Yeah. Until, um, I remember I walked in, my, it was like the first week before freshman year, and I was walking in with our cousin, um, and someone was like, I could hear someone say, is that Yolanda? And like, it was kind of like, they were like, no, that's not Yolanda. Yeah. They were confused, like, that looks like Yolanda, but there's no way that's Yolanda. Yeah. You know? And so... I remember just thinking, like, what? Like, I didn't realize I looked that different, you know? Yeah. Um, and this, like, this hurts me to say. Like, it sucks. Um, but I remember in, in middle school, like, I didn't like this guy or anything, but I remember thinking there was this guy who was cute. And someone asked me, like, oh, what do you think is cute? And I said, oh, this person. And they took it the wrong way, and they went and told this guy that I liked him and all this stuff. And oh, I was like, middle people school. are so stupid, right? That's why I never told anybody who and I liked. And I, I, tr- <laughs> I thought this was my friend. You know, and so then she told this person, and obviously I wasn't trying to get a boyfriend or anything, you know? Yeah. Well, so then in high school when I start dating Aldair, um, this guy took it upon himself to kind of brag, like, oh, yeah, she used to like me. It's like, um, she liked me. And then someone asked him, like, oh, then, like, whatever happened with that? He's like, oh, well, she didn't look like that. And, and I remember, like... I didn't know this, but someone told me, and I, I told them, I wish you never would have told me that, because that hurt. Like, yeah. it broke my heart, like, not because of that person, but because it was so mean to say, like, oh, well, she didn't look like that, you know? And Aldera never met me before, so he wasn't ever prejudging me, you know? But it was just very hurtful. And then I had brought it up to Aldera one day, he's like, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard a couple things, like, around, like, 
the locker room. And I'm just like, it's mean, you know? Like, what? Or, like, between, like, the guys who was, you know? It's just, it sucked knowing, like, that comparison to myself. That's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. People are weird. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of, like, or someone else told me one time, like, um, oh, this person only likes you. Not out there. This person only likes you or wants to like you because they're trying to prove that if they couldn't date Vanessa, Cheyenne, or Lynette, that they could date you. And these were just things that were, like, would break my heart. Yeah. Guys are weird. Mean. So mean. So a lot of my self-confidence was still not there in high school because it was a constant comparison game. And this is stuff I've never told you. And I think it's more so to that you felt like you got the end of the stick because you're also the younger one. Yeah. So it's not like it's you're not enough or it's first me, then them, then you. It's just more so like I was older, then they were younger than me, and then you were the youngest one. They knew Priscilla Chavez came to this high school. Oh, and then Priscilla Chavez's little sister Vanessa came to this high school. Yeah. And then, oh, who's next? You know, and it's like, uh, her... It just blows me away because you always look so good to me. Like, you always did your hair. Like, at least to me in high school, I always had to have my hair straightened. I always had to have my mascara on and my lip gloss. And, like, obviously freshman year, sophomore. As you get senior year, you're like, screw it. I'm wearing slippers to school. But I just felt good that way. And I felt like you carried yourself in the same manner. I felt like so, too. But yet, internally, you were still dealing with, like, what you were doing wasn't enough to be happy with yourself like yeah I kid you not when you always talk or when you would have conversations with us about like oh I struggled with my weight then I always literally picture you like super thin like what is Yolanda talking about I have no idea until you like compare pictures to like when you were pregnant or something but other than that it's like I well, I, I don't see the difference. Being but a freshman. Maybe that's your si- because I'm your sister. Yeah, when I my freshman year was, the, I don't want to use the word thinnest, but the healthiest had ever been, up until now. But at that point, that's the healthiest had ever been. I remember our cheer coach even like me walking by with like a bag of chips or something. He's like, moo, like moo, and I remember just being like, looked at him like, what? Like, are you serious right now? And like, part of me is like, this guy's a clown, you know. But at the same time, it took, it was internal. Took you back. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking about because no one probably said anything at that time where you had your most weight loss to because you just got into cheer. I'm sure it contributed, or at least so many people thought like, Everyone thought I lost weight because of cheer. Exactly, but when reality, mm -hmm. you were dieting without nobody knowing. Yeah, and I remember multiple conversations where people were thinking like, how'd you lose so much weight through cheer? I remember just thinking like, it wasn't because cheer, you know, like, but I just went with it. Oh, so you just went with it. That's why everybody, like, had that misconception. At that point, yeah, just whatever. And I remember just at that point, I was starting to get glorified by people. Like, you know, it was, it was a whole new way of being looked at. Um, so, yeah. It was like a glow up. Yeah, it was definitely like a glow up. And um, it was, it was I, when I walked into high school, I started getting attention I had never had before. And I didn't want the attention. I remember telling... I've talked to Aldera about this countless times, like, not wanting the attention. Um, it felt weird. But it was just also so new. I didn't really know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like I was pretty, but I was also really struggling with it. Just still a lot of comparison, I guess. Yes. No matter, like, what group I was with. Okay. Wow. It's just crazy how people's inconsideration and the words that they speak can carry so much weight. Well, yeah, I've had, I had aunts tell me, like, oh, um, I told your mom not to name you Yolanda, that's an ugly name, or, like, it was just not even my parents, it was everything, or I had people tell me, um, I remember at this point I was dating Aldair, but it wasn't, like, this thing we were just parading, and my aunt saying, like, oh, maybe you'll get a boyfriend one day, like, in a way of, I don't see why you would have a boyfriend. And that's why I stay away from certain people. Yeah. Some people are just so inconsiderate. But shifting from the self-image, did all that pressure that you put on yourself because of the way people made you feel, 
do you feel like that's what caused your like anxiety and depression and stuff or do you feel like it's totally associated with something else or because that's something significant that as your sister that I have carried regarding like concern about you was that kind of stuff not nothing ever like associated with your health or anything well your health in that way I guess but yeah not like physical health I feel like did that start in high school too or I remember my first anxiety attack in middle school and till this day I can't really pinpoint it I remember just feeling scared like overwhelmed in middle school yeah and I don't I don't know how to pinpoint it till this day. It was weird. And I don't know if it was the feeling like an outcast mm. in the middle of such a big pond. I think I've always been able to hang with the with the good crowd, you know? Like I was always welcomed in to hang out with people that people want to hang out with. But I kind of felt like I didn't belong there. Mm. And I feel like that's where a lot of anxiety came from as well. Like, you don't, I didn't just flow with the groups of people. Even though you did. Yeah, I didn't feel like I did. What, you felt like they just invited you out of pity or what? No, like, I felt like they liked me, but I didn't feel like I was, I offered much. Like, I was there, and it was nice to be there. But and then I, did he have, like, anxiety attacks after that, like, pretty often, or... Um, so I remember that being a big one. What, was it your freshman or sophomore year when they kind of got worse? Well, that's what I, that's what I talked to my uh, therapist about, like, putting a a date on them. And I said, like, my freshman year, I didn't get, like, anxiety over anything, really. Like, I felt really safe in the sense that I was with you and Cheyenne and Lynette. But I remember... We had a traumatic event. Did that happen in middle school or high school? Middle school. So I started Eighth getting grade. anxiety around that point, And I think, well, I just blocked it out, actually. But yeah, I'll, I couldn't touch on that. Um, as far as high school, I do remember one day, like, walking down the hallways and looking for you guys and being so upset. Like, so upset with you, Lynn and Cheyenne, because I couldn't find you guys. And I, I felt scared to, like, be alone at school. And it was mm-hmm. raining, and I couldn't find you guys at lunch. And I remember, like, the girls were like, it's no big deal, like what's wrong like you know it was like no big deal to the girls but to me I was like alone by myself in like this big crowd of school yeah and I was just so upset over it um and then but in middle school um yeah I remember like after I got like after I got jumped I I got a lot of anxiety from that and I, I blocked it out now that you know I forgot about that but I yeah you just said it like no big deal like so yeah, I know in middle school, I when I when I got jumped, like I, I was really nervous from thereafter because it was like the situation that I was like in the wrong place at the wrong time. And so I felt like scared, like how does this just happen to people, you know? So you just became like a really nervous person after that. Oh yeah. Do you feel like that's what onset your anxiety, um, or brought it to it brought the it forefront? more to forefront because I remember not even being afraid of getting jumped I remember being afraid of oh heck no what is my dad going to say I was like scared of I was scared of my parents finding me in a police car that was just I feel like that was like a huge shift because I feel like before then you were very like well I started getting cyber bullied when because of that like I started getting like cyber bullied I started getting I was afraid to go to school what was that myspace days that was like ask fm Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Ask FM days. And I remember just sitting in the shower, like, in the bathtub, like, my whole body bruised and scared to, like, go back to school the next day because I was like, what are people going to say about me? I was so, I was so anxious of what people were going to say about me. Um, and I was scared of, like, I had friends who were in association with people who jumped me. So yeah. I also had anxiety over, like, I don't trust anyone. Um and my cousins who I went to school with were boys. It wasn't like I had girl cousins that were going to, like, save me. Because at that moment, like, some of my best friends were there with me when I got jumped and didn't do a thing. Yeah. And it it scarred me for a long time as to why I couldn't make new friends and trust people. Because I'm just the type of friend where, if, like, you're going to get jumped, I'm going to, like, help you. 
And I feel like that's where the concern rose for me as your sister because there was a huge shift in your personality. Was there really? To me, because you were always someone like careless, in a sense, like reckless. I was so reckless. You didn't care not to make you sound like the bat like a bad kid or something but like i really had an you I were don't very attitude unapologetic like if an adult thought you were rude you didn't care like not to say you're going to school disrespecting your elders oh but, but i was like so... if it was someone who like wasn't you matched an adult's energy like if they were rude to you you're not gonna i remember them. sitting in my principal's office and her being like yolanda and i'm like what like i just didn't care she's like this is unacceptable and i'm like well, you guys are being rude to me. And her, she literally locked me in her office because she was just so fed up, you know? <laughs> and I, you know, and I told my therapist recently, I was like, you know, I can't pin, I can't pin it when I stop not caring. Because I told her, she's like, tell me how you were growing up. It's like, I was really just like careless. I didn't care what people said. I said, I was a good kid, but I just didn't care. I had a loud mouth. I was a loud mouth. Yeah. And I said, and I don't know when that stopped, but it shifted at somewhere between middle school and high school. And it was that event. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I don't realize I blacked it out till now. I was like, we're talking. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I I would be in, I don't take pride in it, but I just didn't care. If my teachers felt like, if I felt like my teachers were rude to me or disrespecting me, I would say, like, that's so rude. Or, yeah. like, you're a jerk, you know? <laughs> like, I didn't care. Because that's what my dad is like. If someone's rude to someone, if someone's rude to my dad at the store, be like, like, dude, it's like, why are you being a jerk, dude? Yeah, he'll call them out. Yeah. And I did that the other day at um, Zara. Some The cashier was being so rude to me. I was like, well, you don't have to be rude about it. And then I was like, oh, sorry. Like, I didn't mean to say that out loud. And my little sister, Marissa, she told me, like, I'm so glad you told him that. I was like, oh. Yeah, it's just so. That definitely was a huge shift. I, I do remember that. Because after that. I don't even know. Well, maybe I do know, remember. I don't know. The whole Ask FM and you being cyberbullied. Like, did you address that with mom or no, I didn't tell or anybody? I didn't tell anybody. It was more just like. So I feel like. Swept it under the rug. I feel like that's when all that played a role in your shift in demeanor then. Because you went from this outspoken, careless girl to someone who all of a sudden started having a whole bunch of anxiety attacks and someone who loved to go to school. You didn't want to go to school anymore. You changed schools. Like, it was just... So, yeah, I didn't want to go to school anymore. Um, I I was there, but I didn't want to be around anyone. I would hang out in the principal's office, hang out in my teacher's class. In eighth grade or high school? In eighth grade. Um, and then, so then I went to high school. I already had anxiety from that. And so when I knew, I remember my freshman year. it was closer to the end of the school year already, right? Yeah. So my freshman year, um, I was ready planning for my senior year. I remember thinking, okay, Vanessa's going to be here until my sophomore year. Um, She's going to be gone. So I have to finish this this amount of many classes so that my senior year, I don't have to be here the whole day by myself. Because I knew Shannon and Lynette weren't going to be there all day. Mm-hmm. So I was literally planning my freshman year how to leave school at lunch. And so, yeah, I was mentally preparing, like, how not to be alone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only reason I did cheer. I didn't even like cheer. Like, I hated <laughs> cheer. a whole other topic. You I know? hated cheer, too. But I was there, I think, because you were in it, and it gave me something. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and then, I, well, sophomore year, I ended up switching schools. I think I just needed, like, a fresh start. I don't really know. But high school wasn't enough of that for middle school because it was still the same people. People still knew me. I still felt like that constant comparison and like that not good enough. So I switched schools. I like begged my mom to take me out of Bolsa and go to Lowe's. But then at Lowe's, you still kind of had some type of like... Oh, Lowe's? Like not careless attitude too, right? At Lowe's, I, in a sense, I just was, like, happy to be, like, in a fresh start. Mm-hmm. I made friends very easily, I feel. Um, at this point, I was confident in myself, and I was just enjoying it. But it would get to lunchtime, and that's when I realized, like, I don't want to do this. My sister's not here. My cousins aren't here. I don't have, like, someone to co-depend on. And that's when I started ditching class, 
and I would go to the office and like, can, I, can you call my mom? I want to go home. Like, I just like took it as like, I just want to go home. Um, I remember that. And they wouldn't let me go, you know? They're like, you're in school. Go to class. Like, <laughs> it wasn't Bolsa where mom knew everybody. Yeah. And like, yeah, let me call your mom. And I was just thinking like, okay, well, if you're not going to let me go, I'm going to leave. And so I would ditch class and go home. And I remember one day as I'm walking home, I just see dad's blue 64 and Paula going that way to Lowe's. And I started crying. I ran so fast. I could have. I, sh- I should have just been like, Dad, Dad, like, I'm right, I'm here, right here. You know? Did you have a cell phone at the time? Yes. I should have just been like, Dad, I'm right here. Just stop right there. I'm going in the car. You've seen you. are picking me up. You know? Or I don't know. And I was so scared. I ran so fast home. I ran through the, great, the gate crying. Ran in the house crying, begging my mom, like, please, please, please. Like, and she's like, your dad went to pick you up. And I'm like, I know, I saw him, like, and I was... I feel like crying for you right now. I was scared. I was genuinely scared, not because my dad's a bad guy, but I was like, I just knew it wasn't the right way to go about it. Yeah. And she's like, why'd you, why'd you leave school? Well, she already knew I was feeling anxiety there, but she was like, why'd you leave school? I'm like, they, they wouldn't call you or whatever, you know? And so she came my my dad came in and was like what the heck like where were you, you can't be ditching school like what the heck Yolanda go to the office and you're not even here and uh, then to him it's like an embarrassing embarrassing thing. and so I'm like I don't like it please I don't want to go to school it's hard it's like not even the education just being there was hard but and you couldn't express yourself at I that point I didn't know point, how to express so dad it dad didn't understand I he thought you were just being rebellious exactly at that time. I didn't know how to express how anxiety ridden I was yeah no one really understood how anxiety ridden I was and I I only my mom saw but she didn't even have she, the slightest idea of what it really was she didn't know how to even verbalize it yeah either. and so I remember my dad saying I remember telling my dad dad please just take me out put me in independent studies homeschool something and him clearly saying I'll send you to boot camp before I send you to independent studies and he was ready like pulling up like um that name, sunburst. sunburst. It's like, you want to go to Sunburst? I'm like, oh no. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> this is like police school, you know? And so, I remember it being a big debate with mom and dad because the background that dad comes from is continuation is for kids to get kicked, kicked out, out of, of their school. school because of their gang banging and yeah. their, you know, probation officer sends them there because whatever they're dealing with. So dad's like, no, my daughter's not going I didn't there. ever hear their conversations about it, but now I know, looking back, that there was a big thing between them about it. I just never heard it. But I remember my dad being very clear on it and me just continuing to beg my mom. And it took one day, the school nurse actually told my mom, like, in person, you need to get your daughter out of school. Like, your daughter's anxiety-filled. Like, I don't, I've never, I've never seen a kid like this. And I would go hang out in the nurse's office and just hang out in the room. And she would just tell me, like, this lady knew me for, like, three weeks. And she would just tell me, like, just lay your head in the room. Um, just hang out in the in that little room right there. Because the nurse's office had, like, a, a door you can shut. And the people that you made friends with wouldn't ask you and be like, hey, where were you? I'll they would. Where you during the lunch. people would be like, I remember this one girl be like, girl, where have you been? And I'm like, oh, I just, pe- multiple people would ask me because I was building friendships. And then yeah. one day from the next, I just disappeared. Yeah. And I had people hitting me up on Facebook like, hey, where have you been? Why aren't you in school? What happened? I'm like, oh, I left. They're like, why? They didn't understand because in yeah. the past, I wasn't, like, nervous. Um, but, yeah, the nurse told mom, like, you got to get her out. And I don't know how that conversation went between mom and dad. But from one day to the next, I just remember being in independent studies. I don't, I don't remember the process of it. And then you finally transitioned back and you went to Bolsa. Yeah. Finally transitioned back. Why? Um, at that point, I had already got a job. So I was working part-time and I was driving. So I had more independence, I feel, where I wasn't... You didn't feel alone or stuck at school. Exactly. Because I didn't have to depend on anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There was no dependence, you know. But, yeah, I remember just being so depressed I would cry in my room and just I didn't know how to express it I didn't know how to tell anyone why I had so much anxiety in my head it's like okay why am I afraid what am I afraid of because anxiety came off as fear because I didn't know how to verbalize it and a lot of your anxiety came off as anger as from what I remember like being an outsider looking in yeah very aggressive 
because you didn't know how to express yourself. I remember you. someone pissed me off one time at church, and actually multiple times at church. So yeah, I was going to say church is a whole other episode. <laughs> no, but I remember someone pissed me off, and instead of like just taking it to our moms, we were, our moms were best friends, our moms were close, we grew up together, and instead of me just like being like, dude, you're a jerk, or I remember I was ready to fight him, like an actual guy I was going to start fighting, and they had to, they had to send me home. And they had to take, make him leave or else I was going to fight a guy. And it, I, I thought I was invincible, honestly. Like, that's how much confidence I had in myself. That's how much a, I didn't care attitude I had. And that's what I was going to get to. I remember one day being so frustrated with, with that exact attitude um, in the midst of you transitioning to go to Lowe's. And I told you. And I, I meant it out of sincerity, but I feel like it crippled you because I was like, if you don't change your attitude, you're going to get jumped again at Los because they don't play around there. And I then from there after like that. that, you were like so anxious or it added to your anxiety because I remember I was just like, what the hell's wrong with her? Like she doesn't get it through her head. Like something's going to happen to her if she doesn't chill out. And you know, everybody knows like Los and Santiago. like That's so different than Bolsa, Bolsa and Grove. Yeah. Like you're going to get... If somebody's going to get down with you, they're going to, like... At yeah. And I actually remember you saying that. I do remember you saying that. And I think even someone else told me one time, someone in our family said, like, you want to act like a guy? You want to act tough like a guy? You're going to get beat up like a guy. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, all right, then. Like, because I had to carry... I felt like I was so crippled inside that I had to show myself strong. Like, that was the one trait about me was that, like... um, I mean, when we were little, I'm like... I mean, you didn't really, you know, personality was different. I thought, okay, well, Vanessa could get beat up. She's small. Someone can beat her up. But, or Pris- Priscilla didn't care. No one was going to try and touch her. You know, she's too pretty. Whereas me, it's like, okay, well, I have to use my I don't give a crap attitude as my defense. So no one's going to mess with me, you know? So then after someone actually messed with you, then you felt like you had to, like, show up for yourself even more or what? I mean, for me, it wasn't even that. It wasn't the fact that someone even messed with me. It felt, it felt belittlement because I knew, like, like my pride was like, I only got jumped because someone couldn't take care of themselves. Yeah, you know. So my, it was really just like a lot of pride that I was dealing with as like I wasn't, I, I wasn't enough for myself. Mm. Like you know, like I couldn't. So you're be- overcompensating in your aggression and your anger. In yes, sense. like. Because I remember, too, like, mom and dad would, like, try to help you, and you just would, like... And I don't remember. I, I don't, honestly. You would just be offended by, like, the help that was what, trying to be what there. What help? I'm curious. Like, just conversations, like, talk, you know? Like, what's going on? Or, hey, obviously, the approaches are different between mom and dad, but I do remember, like... You even almost getting in a fight with another person at church, and Dad was just like, "You can't be behaving like this. Like you're the pastor's daughter." You know daughter. why we got in the fight? Because we did fight. We got in a fight because she called me fat. I remember, but and I remember thinking like, "I'm fat, girl. You're fat." Like, <laughs> and so we fought, and it was the day before my birthday, and I was so scared after fighting, but I also was like. I'm tired of people treating me like this. Yeah. I'm tired of being, like, nothing to people. And so my fighting was, like, my mechanism of, let me show you that I'm good enough, you know? And, yeah. And the next day, my dad, I wasn't in trouble, and it, I, I was shocked. I was shocked that my dad, I love him, but I was shocked that my dad approached me as his daughter versus his person in church. Well, Yeah. Like, that, that was a wild one. And I feel like as we got older, too, with once we had our cars, we were all pretty independent about, like, yeah. going to work and getting out of the house and having our own little routine. So as, we, as you got older, I obviously was doing my own thing and stuff. But well, th- there was a lot of loneliness in, in choosing to go to independent studies. Yeah. I was very lonely. I remember those were, like, days where... I just sit in my room, and I don't know, looking back, how I was so depressed when we shared a room. Because I was at school or work or what? What house was this? Fountain Valley? Yeah. Dude, 
Five of us shared that room. But we, like, <laughs> but we also had so many different rooms and so many different houses in between that. Yeah. And you know what? I actually do know why I was depressed. Because before that house, my biggest depression ended up when I was um, wasn't living with you guys. Right. Yeah. When I, when, um, I was living with Julia Ortega. Yeah. That was the biggest like depression had ever hit me. And it was like onset. And I remember like having a panic attack in the middle of the night. And my panic attacks really come from loneliness. Oh, wow. And so it was so you're able to identify that now. Yeah, so it was New Year's Eve, and you were out. Everyone was out. You guys didn't live with me. And, like, Cheyenne was out. I remember Cheyenne came home, like, in the middle of the night and found me in a panic attack. That's one thing that is crazy to me about your panic attacks because they're so crippling. Oh, they're crippling I've, my body. Literally, I've witnessed you have so many, and you literally can't move. It's and just... I think that's the scariest part, is that um, in the midst of my panic attacks, people... And it pisses me off, and I've learned to deal with it, but it pisses me off when people say, like, oh, I have anxiety. And I'm like, really? Like, I'm not, too, not I'm trying to belittle anyone's anxiety, but I'm like, you have anxiety over walking across the street right now? You know, like, oh, it's giving me anxiety. But people, anxiety is so easily thrown around. Exactly. Like, I have anxiety, but I have it very minor compared to... And the toss around of it is what started getting annoying because I knew undercover, I was, I would get crippled over it. And mm-hmm. um, I think the scariest part about a panic attack isn't even the physical pain. It's the fact that you're, you're in your head and you're watching... You're out of out, control. You're like watching a, the outside play out without even being able to tap back in. And um, there's a lot of shame in it for me. And you haven't had one in a while, though, so that's a good thing. I haven't had one in, like, a year. No, Ezra's two. So two years, probably. No, my, my, my postpartum depression was really bad. There were some points where I did have panic attacks, but it wasn't in the sense as where it used to get. And so, like, over a year for sure, but, yeah, the, a little bit about panic attacks... In my experience, like, I've had it so bad where um, it does cripple my body, like, and I can't move, and my mind is just going and going, and I can't stop, and I'm just watching, like, everyone around me scared, and it's scary. I feel bad inside because I'm, in my head, I'm telling myself, like, Yolanda, tell them, tell them, like, tell them you'll be okay, Yolanda, tell them this is happening, and I know, like, that one time when dad was like, we're going to take you to the hospital the first time he's ever witnessed me have a panic attack, he's like, we're going to take you to the hospital. We don't know what to do. And that's the only thing that snapped my body out mm-hmm. was the fear of going to a hospital. Yeah. The fear of what people were going to do to me. Like, I'm not, because I'm thinking hospital, they're going to think I'm psycho. I'm not crazy. I'm just in pain. Yeah. And so it was like the first time. And it wasn't even like the worst one, I think. Mm-mm. I remember one of your bad ones is you were having, thankfully you were parked, but you were in the car. And you yeah. were stuck in the car for like an hour. You couldn't get out. Remember, you were just like sitting there? Mm-hmm. Here? Here. Yeah, I, I had a panic attack. And it was stems from loneliness. Like I shared, like, um, I don't know. Me and Aldera didn't get in an argument or anything. But I remember like, dropping him off. And I knew I had to go home. And, Maybe no one was home that weekend or something. And I had a lot of anxiety about going home. I didn't want to go home. Like, I just started, like, this house just became an escape. You know, hanging out with the Perez family. And... It was just a different dynamic than our house. Our house was fine, but it was different, you know? Well, I, I'm sure at the time, Billy wasn't really home much working. Yeah, there was a lot of... I was in school or maybe didn't even live home anymore. I, th- I, I remember most of the time I was just home by myself. Yeah. And so I went home and out there happened to look out his window. And I was parked on the side. And he thought, like, what is, what is she doing out there? <laughs> so, like, he, I mean, he, so he came outside and he found me in the car, like, basically borderline passed out from a panic attack. Yeah. Because um, that's just what happens. Like, my body shut down. And I remember him thinking, like, you dear, she passed out. Get her something to eat. Like, she's <laughs> she's probably hungry. And I remember, like, you dear coming with some food. And I'm just, Aww. like, in my head, like, idiot. Like, you know, and I'm just, like, I was, my body was numb. Your body flops. My body flops. And my body was numb. And I remember just, like, uh, like trying to move the food like I can't eat because I couldn't talk yeah uh, my, and I was mumbling like my dad my dad call my dad because my dad at this point had some understanding yeah of what it. happens so he like they called him 
was like, get her home, like, get her home right now. And I remember, like, just the drive home, I was afraid. Like, yeah. it scared me. And um, the twins, like, out there parked in the car, and he literally had to carry me out of my car. And to go into the house. Yeah, and then um, he laid me down. My dad, like, came running out, and he, like, put me on the couch, and my dad was, like, talking me through it. And I remember just being uh-huh. so scared because, like, you were there. Marissa was, like, sent upstairs. Priscilla, when you, I just remember you and Priscilla crying. You yeah. Know? And I felt bad. I was like, I'm, ugh, I'm so stu- I felt stupid. Like, I'm okay, you know? And so I was just trying to explain. And I remember at that point when I woke up from it, even though I was awake the whole time, like, in the car when I was driving with Aldair, he was trying to talk to me. And I remember all I could do was touch my fingers. I was like, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. It stuck on me. Oh, you were trying to get yourself like out, out of, it. of it. But it stuck with me. Like, for whatever reason, that's all I could do. It's yeah. as if I was a, a child and I didn't have any resources. So I remember just being in the car and he's trying to talk to me. And I'm like, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Like, touching, like stimulating my finger. Yeah. You know? To get your body out of it. Yeah, because it's like you're, it feels like needles are stabbing your whole body. Um, or in your experience. Yeah, in my experience, like, when my body flops and then my whole body kind of um, just goes numb. Yeah. It feels just like it's stabbing. And so it's scary, I think, just, yeah, knowing, like, your mind is there. I feel like that was a big event for all of us because it was huge for you, too, because it was the first one that I'll dare witness and you were nervous about uh, yeah, what like, he guy thought. Yeah, I'm a weirdo. All right, guys, so episode has gotten very personal and we talked about some things that I didn't even plan on asking about but thank you so much for tuning in please do join us next week for the second half of this episode where we will be touching on motherhood and being a mompreneur as I mentioned earlier that's a wrap and until next time